You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. what it is i just i'm back john some sports guy here with another episode of locked on texans your daily texans talk news update second day in a row when i'm dropping a solo show i'm not becoming a solo act this isn't going to be uh it isn't a Shaq and kobe feud going on of some sorts uh, your boy Cody is out once again. He's covering the U of H basketball team here in the city of Houston. You guys know Cody has his hand. Well, if you don't know, Cody has his hands in a lot of areas in regards to sports and covering them. However, you can always check out the Locked On Podcast uh, on all of the major platforms for podcasts. That's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Megaphone, and Spotify. And, of course, you guys know I'm going to always plug it. The you can argue that sports.com website where the show automatically updates as soon as we publish it. I can't wait to talk to you guys again, having some one-on-one time with a lot of you listeners, man. You, you guys are fun. You're amazing. We're going to talk about personnel improvements that can be, you know, made decisions that can be made to improve the defense. I mean, I think the consensus between everybody yesterday, at least according to Twitter and people who was hitting me up separately, was, you know, we got to do something about that defense. And a possible D.C. change, which I don't even think is going to be possible. I just I just want to know when it would happen in regards to making the move uh, from Romeo, Romeo Cornell to another D.C. And I got a possible, I got a couple of candidates I, I would love to see. I don't think that... You know, I hate to say it, you know, we lost Vrabel to the Titans, who have the Titans in the AFC title game. You know, he was our, um, a part of the, he was a DC before he went to Tennessee. That's when they moved uh, Cornell uh, up in the press box. But, you know, I think we don't need to bring in, well, I think we need to bring in somebody fresh that, isn't going to continue the trend of, well, I'm already a Texan. I'm going to keep the Texan way in the sense of just being complacent. I don't think that's the move right now. I definitely think that we need a fresh face. So we're going to talk about that today and some free agents to look at. And it's Thursday here at Locked On Podcast Network. We're going to do Throwback Thursday. I got a couple of you guys' response of your favorite throwback in the team's history. I got a couple of free agents on the defensive side of the ball that I think can make an immediate impact if they are brought here to Houston. But I want to update you guys with the cap. Okay? The cap that we know it went up for the 2020 year. Right now, first and foremost, uh, Houston was able to move about $17.5 million. That's going to roll over to the 2020 year. So what they did not use last year, they're going to get seven and a half of that to use in this free agency. I don't think this is a year that can mess around and 
sign guys to one-year deals and 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 jeopardize losing losing them after they ball out or or jeopardize just missing out on talent because you don't want to pay any goddamn body. Pay. Now I know Super Bowls are not won in free agency. I get it. But with a team like this that you have already, I think there are so many room of improvement in areas that if you just fix it, then it'll boost his team into the Super Bowl. You already have your quarterback. You don't have to go out and pay a crazy amount of money for a quarterback that is going to have his, you know, is going to be with the team for the first year. That's not the case. You already have your receiver. You already have a number two or number three, depending on what they do with Kenny Stills and Will Fuller. I mean, we drafted him in the third round. I still want to see what Cahill Warren can do at tight end. If not, we still have Atkins. We have Jordan Thomas. I don't believe Darren Fields will return. So, but I'm not focusing on the offense right now. No, 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 no. We're going to focus on the defense. I just want to give you guys that cap space update uh, just a about what the Texans have. Also, the Texans will have to figure out something with Vernon Hargraves, uh, whether they come to some type of contract renegotiation or release him because he is due $9.5 million. That salary becomes guaranteed on March 18th. You got two months and three days to make a decision on that. I think that they make a, a good renegotiation. Maybe they renegotiate something with this deal so he works out with a one or two year deal, a prove it deal for a couple of years to prove that he is still that number one or first round pick. We'll see. I would like to see him return back in the red, white, and blue for the Houston Texans. The open market right now for his value is around four to six M's per year. And of course, we already know that he's only 24 years old, super young still, only been in the league for a couple of years. A change of scenery helped him out the same way it helped out Gary on Conley. Right now, the Houston Texans have the seventh highest uh, cap space, about $145 million that they're going to be able to play with this year. Uh, Watt is going to take up $15 million on the books. DeAndre Hopkins is going to take up $14 million on the books. And Laramie Tunsil is going to take up at least... $10.4 million on the books until he gets a deal reconstruction, which will probably make him the highest paid left tackle in the league. So the question that I have for today's show is, it's just, it's two questions. The same question, just words are removed and replaced. What should happen and what will happen? That's what we're going to get into today, but no matter whether it's the what should or what will, you should always bet with DraftKings. Can you believe it's championship week already? It snuck up on us fast. I personally can't wait to see the Aaron Rodgers of the Green Bay Packers, first of his kind, versus Jimmy Garoppolo, Lord of the Niners. I can't wait for that matchup. Time's up for two of the teams playing this week, but you still have time to feed your fantasy fix with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy football. Draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every run, throw, and catch me more with a DraftKings lineup on the line. Nothing adds to the sweat of watching the game quite like having a free shot of over $750,000 with your first deposit. 
It's money out there, guys. Download the DraftKings app right now and use code Locked On for a limited time. Both new and existing users can get a deposit bonus of up to $500 on your next deposit. New users, be sure to enter code Locked On during sign up and also get a free shot at over $750,000 with your first deposit. The code Locked On and you can get a deposit bonus of up to $500 only at DraftKings. Minimum of $5 deposit required. Deposit bonus requires a 25-time playthrough. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Stick with Locked On Texas as we talk about personnel moves that should happen. Will they? Mm, we'll see. I think a firing was supposed to be, uh, at least a head coach, was supposed to happen, but it hasn't, at least as of yet. And some pass rushes that can be brought in in free agency this upcoming summer. I can't wait to dive into it. I know you can't. We know about, what was it, Black Black Tuesday? Was that what we're going to call it for the city of Houston? Two days removed from the blow blowout that the Texans had to the reverse. The Texans got their ass blown out. The Houston Rockets lost to the Memphis Grizzlies. That was a terrible outing. And then we know about the Astros. And their BS, just a bad day all around for Houston sports. However, there's always room of improvement that can be made. And I'm not one to sit around and wait with my hands under my butt, twiddling and playing with my thumbs, especially when I know that there's a front office out there that features a head coach that I think should be done in the capacity of head coach, I'm okay with him being a front office GM along with the committee. I think they've earned that position at least for another year. Also considering you do not have much to work with in regards to the draft, so you know there's going to be more that you can work with and bringing in new guys, bringing in personnel, making personnel moves in the free agency. You know the team right now better than somebody else would who can't really build thoroughly through the draft. So not going to harp on that too much. I just believe that Bill O'Brien should not be the head coach. However, there are some personnel moves that needs to be discussed and made. I mean, every time I ask you guys, you know, on Twitter, and of course, follow me on Twitter, at some sports guy with two eyes, you know, what moves do you want to see made? What changes do you want to see happen? You know, those type of questions, it was just through in and throughout defensive identity, a new D.C., we got to get this on defense. We got to get some pass rushes. I think we need a new defensive coordinator. And I hear you mainly because, hey, I agree. And so there are guys out there right now that I believe can make an immediate impact if they come to the Houston, Texas. Number one, D.C., George Edwards from Minnesota, the Minnesota Vikings, a head coach candidate who interviewed with the Bucks last year. We know he didn't get it because of Bruce Arians. Edwards is in his 22nd season as an NFL assistant, including the past six under Mike Zimmer in Minnesota, where he's heavily involved in game planning for one of the best NFL's defenses. 52 years old, still fairly young in the sense of football years. I mean, uh, look how O.P. Carroll is. He's only 52 has a previous D.C. stint with Washington and Buffalo, making him one of the most experienced available options. Uh, we look at how great that defense is in Minnesota, the defense that helped shut down and win, shut down a Saints offense 
and win that game for Minnesota, I think he's a valuable option. Has been in the league over 20-plus years. Has experience. Got a, a head coaching interview. Didn't get it last year. And I think, you know, when you when you go up against Bruce Arians, the likes of Bruce Arians, a lot of times you're going to lose that battle. I hate to say it. I hope I don't sound ridiculous. But he's a name that's, you know, his contract is up this year. You know, Minnesota can definitely bring him back, which is a, a, a huge possibility. But if I'm Houston bringing in a fresh, a fresh face, that's my number one concern right now. No priority, rather, not concern. That's my number one priority, bringing in a fresh face, a guy who's been proven to utilize the talent he has on his roster, on defense, and the last time we saw him, two out of the one out of the two times, he stopped one of the most prolific offenses in the league, one of the best offenses in the league. Number two, I think Joe Woods, the San Francisco 49ers DB coach, will be a great option. He's been an NFL assistant for 16 years, worked with the Bronco, worked as a Broncos DC in 2017-18. Woods has played a part of played a huge part in the 49ers success this year. I mean, we know that largely, well, we know that the 49ers can go to the Super Bowl largely due to their defense, right? I mean, the question about the 49ers has all, at least this entire year, well, what can Jimmy Garoppolo do in crunch time? What can Jimmy G do when it's time? Time and time again, the question has always been about the quarterback and his ability to move that offense forward. The defense has not been a question at all. Only when those guys have been getting hurt, banged up, and they're worried about if teams will be able to take advantage of that. But Joe Woods has been a huge part of revamping this 49er defense who was shot not too long ago. You know? One of the worst defenses in the league about four years ago, four to five years ago. Now, look where they're at now. I think that's a valuable option. Last but not least, you guys may not want to hear this, but I'm taking it there. I got in my car. I'm hopping on I-10. I'm going to Dallas. Chris Richards, he is not being brought back. Mike McCarthy has made his decision. And listen. Been with the Cowboys since 2008. 2018, rather, to 2020. He was also a part of the Seattle Seahawks defensive staff during the Legion of Boom era. D.C. for that team from 2015 through 2017. 2018 through 2019, the Dallas Cowboys were ranked number seven in total defense. This past year, they were ranked number nine in total defense, 10th in passing, and 11th in rushing. Those are all better numbers than what the Houston Texans have. I think at 40 years old, you are still getting a young D.C., and I would make the case that if you do go with a new head coach, I think it needs to be a defensive coordinator. That way, and I'm, I know I'm, I'm just separating ideas right now in a sense, but if they go to new head coach, I think they need to go with a D.C. coach. That way, that D.C. 
will be wise enough to bring in an OC, and I'm all on the Eric Benemy train. I believe that he should get a fair shot, and I will be very interested to see what Houston, what he can do in Houston if there was ever a possibility with Deshaun Watson, a young stud superstar of a quarterback. However, if you go with head coach, your best next option, I think, should be a defensive coordinator because he'll be smart enough to understand I am not a OC. I'm not going to call plays. I'm not going to put that pressure on myself. I'm going to bring in an OC who's talented enough, who's smart enough, who understands what we have and can call the best plays where I don't have to interfere with him. That has been the main issue with Bill O'Brien as head coach. You brought in Tim Kelly as OC, but you're still calling plays. You're doing too much. And for Bill O'Brien, that has messed with your time clock, your management, your, your clock management personnel, and, of course, what it all boils down to, your play calling. So if Eric Benemy is not your next head coach, which I, I really – the question was, what should they do and what will they do? What should they do is move on from Bill O'Brien as head coach. What will they do, I think they keep him. I hate to say it. I think they keep him at, at head coach. We'll see how everything plans out. I definitely believe that no matter what, Romeo Cornell will be on his way out. And I hate to say it like, you know, Romeo's not a good guy or a good coach. He's one of the legendary DCs that this league has, has ever seen. It's just his time. A little outdated. Same with Wade Phillips. Even though I think Wade was a scapegoat for what Sean McVay and the LA Rams did, it's just time to move forward. And if I would move forward in my DC, George Edwards, from the Vikings, Joe Woods from the 49ers, and Chris Richards. And if I had to pick any one of those three, it'll be Chris. A part of the Legion of Doom, Boom era. A DC for that team through the 15th through 17th season. Look where he had the Dallas Cowboys ranked in the 2018-2019 season, even last year. You bring in some talent for this guy, you hit free agency hard, you bring in Real talent. You have the money to do so. The seventh highest cap space right now. The sky can be the limit. And again, I hate to separate what I'm saying. I would personally love to see Eric Benemy as a head coach. And we just played him. And he had Patrick Mahomes. Imagine what he can do with Deshaun Watson, who's a dual threat, pass first, but has the talent and skill set to kill you with his legs. I think that'll be phenomenal. However, if that's not your first option or your second option due to the fact that Bill O'Brien is still your head coach, and he's going to be your first option, then your third option at replacing him, which a lot of you want, so do I, is to bring in a defensive coordinator. That way that DC can say, hey, offense is not my strong call. I'm going to find somebody that is, that's his game. That's all they do is play call plays. They're phenomenal at it, and I won't get in his way and vice versa. I think when we analyze the free agency this year, because the Texans need to hit on a lot of different areas, whether it's on offense or defense, we're going to stick with defense. There are three names that I throw out there right now that I can that I believe they can come in for the Houston Texans and make a difference from. All of these guys are going to be defensive linemen, edge rushers. 
Number one, Jabal Shears. Four and a half sacks last year for the Indianapolis Colts. He would be an un unrestricted free agent. I think that's a name that he can play inside, he can play outside. Big Beasley from Atlanta. Another unrestricted free agent. Eight sacks last year. And Vic Beasley is a guy that in that since his time in the league, yes, he's had some ups and downs. A little inconsistency. First year, four sacks. Second year, five, 15 and a half, five, five, and then eight this year. But he's still talented. He can still get after the quarterback, cause some disruption. And, of course, I already mentioned that the first thing the Texans need to do is take care of the guys that they already have on their roster. DJ Reader is a no-brainer to come back. He should be a Texan for the foreseeable future. Last but not least, Art Umstead from the 49ers. Go figure how huh? you bring in Joe Woods. How about bringing him in as well? Ten sacks last season. A young stud. The 49ers have talent across the board on their defensive front. Why not Armstead? I think he deserves a, a, a nice size contract, especially with 10 sacks. He's been inconsistent in his time in San Fran. Two sacks his first year, two and a half goes up the next year. Then in the next year goes down to one and a half. After that, three sacks. Then his big year with 10 sacks. I think the added talent of on that defensive front has helped him tremendously to have pressure taken off of him. However, I still think that he'll be a guy that can affect what the Houston Texans can do across the board on defense. Last but not least, uh, he's been given up on. Only had two sacks this year. Solomon Thomas is still a talent, a first-round talent. See what they would like to do with him. Not a free agent in a sense. Maybe they move on from him because they just don't necessarily need him. However, I think that's a guy you can go look into. I just really want the Texans to get help on the defensive front. Going into the next couple of years, J.J. Watt's not going to be able to play the amount of snaps that he's been able to play. He's getting up in age. He's had four or five surgeries. Merciless can only do so much as a, a rush linebacker. There needs to be more depth on that defensive front. Getting after the quarterback because you're not going to win any games when you, when a, the opposing quarterback has all day to throw. That's just the facts. Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen, and germs of all nature. Before I get into the throwback Thursday, you guys know I'm a big shower, showbie. I don't know people that really love shows. Um, really get into Breaking Bad. I'm in season four right now, and wow, this show is great. Going to take a break tonight, though, because the Aaron Hernandez documentary came out, and it's a three-part series from what I'm hearing. Aaron Hernandez played for the Patriots. We all know this. We all know what he did to let him in jail. Not going to really too much talk about it over air, and then what happened in jail to lead him to where he is now. I just can't wait to get into the mind of Aaron Hernandez and what the hell actually happened. So that, that the documentary would be one of those things where I'm bringing it up to you guys, whether it's on the show or on Twitter, social media, just to have fun with, see if you guys can bounce back ideas and 
you know, give me feedback if you watch it or not. I will check out Peaky Blinders as soon as I'm done with uh, Breaking Bad. However, this is, like I said, Throwback Thursday. And I, you know, doing a solo show, ask some of you guys what were your favorite moments. Matt Edwards, Matt Edwards, you gotta, you gotta get an Avi, man. You gotta get an Avi on here one day. I mean, come on. But his favorite throwback is definitely the Hopkins catch to beat the Bengals a few years ago. That's a good throwback. My man, the electrifying phenom. <laughs> It's a tie between J.J. Watt pick six on Andy Dalton in the AFC wildcard game, our first ever as a franchise, and this. And then he dropped the uh, gif for when Andre Johnson beat up Courtney Finnegan. What's funny is, as many great moments this team has had, I mean, Matt Schaub to Andre Johnson to win the game against Washington. Damn, Washington has uh, ain't had a lot of good moments in a while, neither. Whether it was that moment, whether it was the you know the JJ Watt pick six, I I think my favorite moment is when Andre Johnson lost his cool finally since at least since Miami and beat the hell out of Courtland Courtland Finnegan and the Texans have had a lot of good moments. I mean, granted, not a lot of those has translated into playoff wins. I get it, I understand, didn't want to be that guy, but I have to point it out. One of the best moments, which is why it's going to be hard to let this man go, is the fact that Bill O'Brien dragged a Brock Osweiler-led team to the playoffs. I don't think you guys understand how hard that is. Brock Osweiler got his job taken in a moment. He was so bad. We traded him along with a pick to get him out of Houston. That's how bad Brock Osweiler was. We're going to be doing throwback Thursdays every Thursday until maybe up until the season starts. Who knows? Just to get some, you know, active back and forth going on. So don't forget to tweet your favorite every Wednesday night or Thursday morning. Well, every Wednesday night, rather, that's when we do the show. Your favorite throwback Thursday moment for the Houston Texans. John, some sports got hit me here. Like I said, I wasn't going to keep you guys too long tonight like I did yesterday's show. That was a, a long-winded show, and I apologize if it was too long. Don't forget to check out YouCanArgueThatSports.com. Subscribe to the website. Give yourself a chance. You know, enter your name into winning this $50 Visa gift card. We're going to announce the winner soon. It's, it's going to be up soon. So, hey, get with the program while you can. Get with it while they're getting still good. I enjoy doing this show. There's a lot we're going to continue to get into for the rest of the week. Cody should be back soon. Still going to talk about free agency and personnel moves that need to be made within this organization. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to tell you guys this. If the Texans do not re-sign DJ Reader, I'm going to be pretty upset. He's a guy that He's a combination of a glue guy and a, and a guy that can do a lot of different things good on the defensive front. But the question is, what should happen and what will happen? Those are the two contradicting statements for this you know, Houston Texans team that we're just going to have to live through and see 
as the offseason rolls around, really gets kicked off. I gave you guys a rundown of how everything is going to happen with the combine, the draft, the free agency, the whole nine. I'm really interested to see if they're not going to be cheap this year, bring in guys that can make an impact immediately. Don't mess around, man. But somebody said it yesterday, you know, it's not – okay. You definitely want to give the, the fans something to see. You want to give the fans good product, right? And I mentioned the fact that you're not in the RV anymore, Walter White. If the Texans were a person, they'd be Walter White. You're not in an RV anymore. You have the state-of-the-art lab. Give the fans something. But not only the fans – Give the organization, you know you lost your owner last year. You know, and you know how much you mean to this city. Make the moves to continue to mean that. That's really it. I mean, that's, that's that should be the word of the wise, right? You have the money to do so. The seventh highest in cap space. Take care of your guys. Take care of your in-house guys. Get the, get the deal done with Reader. Right? Get the deal done with Weeks. Get the deal done with Roby. Make sure you bring him back. Get those deals done. But then afterwards, you have to make money. One, two, three. But afterwards, you have to go out there and spend money. Scared money don't make no money. Right? That's that's the truth. If you if you scared, you might want to go to church. This is the NFL. Go out there and bring in guys that can make an immediate impact on this team. J.J. Watt won't continue to be able to be Superman for this franchise, this defense anymore. Jonathan Joseph is very up in age. Get you some depth on this, on the, on the offensive side, the defensive side, secondary and wide receiver. Spend money to bring a championship to this team. Before I get out of here, once again, follow me on Twitter at some sports guy with two eyes. Locked on Texas podcast. I love doing this show. Don't forget to subscribe to YouCanArgueThatSports.com. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texas. Like the Facebook page, Locked On Texas. Have fun, man. It's Thursday. One more day to Friday, which is one more day to the freaking weekend. Until next time, peace. You are Locked On Texas, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.